Housing is a really important topic for a lot of retirees because for many people, it's one of the largest assets they'll ever have. So you wanna make sure you get that part of the financial equation right. So it's no surprise that it takes up a, a nice slice of the retirement planning conversation. So on this episode, we'll cover some common housing questions from retirees and hopefully hit on an issue or two that might also be on your mind. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Great to have you back on My Retirement Clarity alongside Lee Perkins, owner and financial advisor over JL Perkins Wealth Management. I am Ben George, and as you heard, we we're talking about some common housing questions for, from retirees, and this is a great topic, Lee. I know the house is the, one of the biggest assets you're ever going to own, right, or manage, so you got to get it right. Yeah, and this is going to be a fun topic because the, the whole housing scenario, housing question, I get this more and more nowadays from from clients and people who aren't client, clients of ours who are just, they just want to know, hey, what's the right thing to do uh, when, when you're retired and you're thinking about either downsizing or moving away? So this it's going to be, should be a lot of fun. Yes. We'll answer some of your, the most common housing questions that retirees will have. And uh, we'll go through a lot of that today on the episode. So thanks for joining us. Again, you can find everything online at myretirementclarity.com. You can also schedule a meeting with Lee if you have any questions about how to handle your house, whether or not you, you want more information on what we discussed today, the best thing to do is just visit talkwithlee.com. You can schedule a meeting right there. How's everything else going, Lee? Played any pickleball recently? Uh, you know I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all pickleball all the time. Uh, we are having the pickleball court at our river property professionally painted. Should happen nice. this week. But over the last two weekends, I've worked out there just putting some decorative stone around around it uh, to make it a nice place. And, you know, it's got to get past my my HOA, which is my wife. And so, so far, she's <laughs> pleased with the work. So That's funny. Pretty soon you'll be hosting tournaments out there, huh, along the river? Yeah, yeah. Hope, hopefully so. We'll see how it goes. I love it. I love it. Well, always good to hear about pickleball. I get a kick out of it, and I know that you've been doing well with it. So I'm, I'm waiting for, for that one report of, of you winning a big tournament nationally. Yeah, something. yeah. Hey, one one of these days I'm going to do – I might dedicate a whole podcast to pickleball. There's a couple of really unique individuals that are here in the area that are just great ambassadors for the sport. And I think it, it might be a fun a fun show that people would be interested in. So that might might be coming down the pike soon. Yeah, we can always, you know, if we can find, I'm sure there's some retirement lessons to learn from the strategies in pickleball too, right? So oh, we can do something like that Absolutely. Well, we'll, yep. we'll, we'll see. So if you haven't subscribed to the show, please do so. We have a lot of fun and uh, we do this twice a month. So a lot of new conversations coming up, plus some, uh, hopefully some interviews as well. Lee, I know you got, you're working on bringing some guests onto the show as well. Yeah, I got a got a, a couple of clients, and then uh, my CPA. You've all volunteered to to come on and be guests of the podcast. I'm really looking forward to that. Those are going to be different kind of shows, but a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff to talk about. I think one of the most popular episodes that we've ever had. I think it's had almost as many downloads as any that we've ever done. Was an interview with a, a couple client that I have uh, did it maybe about a year ago. Uh, so looking forward to this one. Very good. All right. Well, let's jump into our conversation today. Again, you know, the housing is a really important topic for a lot of retirees. As I mentioned it's going to be 
you know, the biggest asset you're ever going to own. So we want to make sure we get that part of the financial equation correct. And it's no surprise that it does take up a nice slice of the retirement planning conversation as well. So let's go ahead and jump into some some common housing questions from retirees. And hopefully we're going to hit on an issue or two that also might be on your mind as well. So the first one I want to talk about, Lee, is in regards to interest rates. I know that this number is starting to creep up a little bit more now, but I know when you back out and look big picture, rates are still low uh, compared to where they typically are historically. So with the rates still at this, at this low level, is it better to go ahead and try to pay off your house quickly or take advantage of these rates and just pay as little as possible? Yeah, you're right, man. There's a lot going on with interest rates right now. I mean, I think everybody thinks that they're headed upward, uh, and I don't think there's any doubt about that. So when somebody asks me this question, I generally will come back to them and ask them, well, hey, what are you trying to accomplish? Meaning what's the why behind, you know, paying it off or possibly not paying it off? And so, um, you know, just to kind of get that as a, a base knowledge of piece of background information before we try to solve any problems. So if you're one of these people that you just hate having debt um, and and having that mortgage payment keeps you up at night, pay it off. Don't look back and you know don't 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 question your decision. I'd rather you not have something in your life, especially in retirement, that that you worry about all the time. Retirement's supposed to be be fun and, and worry free. Uh, so so pay it off if if it bothers you. Now getting back to interest rates, to me, unless you're you're in some sort of variable interest rate arrangement or got a balloon payment or something like that, uh, it's likely that you're already locked into a, a pretty good rate. Uh, you know, historically, I know they're creeping up, and it seems like, oh gosh, you're out of control. It's still, like you said, historically low. So in that instance, I'm probably not going to take a chunk of my own money. And pay off that house. Um, now I know somewhere in the mountains of Tennessee, Dave Ramsey is is telling somebody right now to pay cash for everything and and never carry a mortgage. And I understand what he's saying, but I think you have to consider the audience that that Dave is speaking to on a daily basis. He's generally talking to people who who don't have uh, a lot of control over their debt. Uh, maybe their spending's out of control. But I will tell you, mathematically, Ben, it probably doesn't make sense to take a chunk of money out right now to to pay off a low interest rate mortgage, uh, because I'd rather you have that that money doing something for you, have access to that money in case you need it with with the cost of everything going up, or just you know having cash give gives you options. Exactly. It's always great to have options in retirement. Um, one option that people always always consider too is is whether or not to downsize. You know, you, you either have too much home you don't want to keep up with anymore, or the kids move out, and or you just say you want to save a little bit of money, maybe take some extra cash off the a sell of a home, especially with the market being as hot as it is. But when you have clients that come in and talk to you about downsizing, you know, typically is it, is it a wise move to make? Well, again, I'm probably going to go back to the same thing, and I'm going to ask the question, why? You know, What are you trying to accomplish? Um, do we need a big house, a big, huge house in retirement? Probably not, but you know, honestly, we don't need a lot of the things that we have even right now, You know, f- f- before you retired. Uh, so yeah. I, I really think you have to try to figure out what the motive is here. Um, is, is maintenance upkeep a problem? Well, if it is, then don't buy a smaller house that's an older house because you might have the same problems and wind up doing the same amount of work. Um, and if it's about the mortgage, then certainly a smaller house, it could help. But 
you know, we're in still in a in a very very hot market, so the inflated values of homes may not wind up saving you a whole bunch of money. I mean, I get people asking me all the time, "Hey, is now a good time to sell a house?" Yeah, it's a great time to sell a house, but you better have somewhere to go because don't think you're just going to sell your house at a at an inflated rate and then go get a deal on a house because that person that's selling you their house is thinking the exact same thing. And we actually did a, a, a YouTube video where I discussed this, I don't know, maybe two months ago. You can go check out our YouTube page where I addressed that, addition, you know, that issue in a little more detail. When I'm talking to people and we're talking about downsizing for you know house and retirement a lot of times it's a it's all about the stairs and so hmm. to me this this is truly a legitimate concern for people um you know if your bedroom is upstairs and i've talked about this on the show before about me falling down the stairs when i was 40 years old you know mm-hmm. which was fine i was okay but if you know again you don't want to be 70 or 75 and falling down the stairs cuz that could have devastating consequences. Uh, So you might also consider one of these all-inclusive communities. And like we just talked about, in a a couple of weeks, uh, we're going to do a show with a couple who has done exactly that. So I'm going to kind of get their their perspective on why they chose to do that and kind of what what their life looks like in one of these these all-inclusive active retirement community things. So that should be a lot of fun. And so that, that would be something I think a lot of people would be interested in. Yeah, I do as well. So again, you want to kind of ask that question, why, before you, you make a lot of the moves you make with your home. And this is another situation with the downsize. All right. So in retirement too, Lee, I know we're dealing with a lot of expenses and, and, you know, part of your planning process is trying to identify ways to cover these expenses. Now, yeah, when you have some of these bigger ones, like maybe a home upgrade, or you want to buy a new car, or you know medical bills, which pop up quite a bit in retirement, the question comes up: Is it smart to take a home equity line of credit in order to pay and cover for some of these major purchases? Well, I'm probably not as big of a fan of this. Uh, I, I would really consider this to be sort of a last resort issue, uh, especially for for stuff things like new cars or, or kitchen countertops or remodeling a bathroom. Those things aren't emergencies. Uh, you can save up and, and do those those kind of things. And of course, car loans are still cheap. So just finance the car if you need to do that. But um, like I said, things like furniture or countertops, that that's not an emergency. Now, medical bills, I'm going to have a little more understanding in this situation because you can't always plan for a medical emergency. And so if you don't have the money to do that and you know uh, an, an equity line of credit could could be a last resort for you i get that i just don't want you to wind up financing a a $10,000 mattress over 15 years because you attach it to your mortgage and i have seen that happen too so steer clear of that hey folks lee perkins here if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time you know how much i hate taxes and i know you probably do too Our politicians are completely out of control. Their spending is off the chart. And you've got to be prepared for increasing taxes in the future. So we've written a book called Diffuse, Seven Steps to Protecting Your 401k or IRA from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. You're going to want to grab a copy of this book and learn how you can protect yourself. Then you'll have to decide if you want to take action right now or if you'd rather wait until the IRS changes the rules of the game. Either way, the choice is yours. To get a free copy of the book, just text the word DIFFUSE to 478-475 
2050. That's D-E-F-U-S-E to 478-475-2050. And we'll send you a free copy. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. All right. So estate planning is another part where the home comes in quite a bit too. Um, What about this question, Lee? Is it a good idea to, to sign over your house to your kids so that no one can force the sell of it down the road in order to pay for nursing home costs if you end up needing that care? Yeah, this one gets a little tricky for me, Ben, because I'm, I'm not an attorney, so I'm going to sort of tread lightly here on, you know, talking about this on the podcast. Lots of times people will come to me and they say, hey, you know, mom's slipping a little bit mentally. Um, you know, she's doing some things. We're seeing some things. Should, should we start hiding money and doing all this? First thing to know is that there's a, there's a five-year look back, you know, so if you wait till that point, it's most likely it's too late. Now, there are some ways to legally protect your assets, house and you know, other different kind of things in, in inside certain types of trust. But I'm going to leave that up to attorneys because a trust can be set up to do a ton of different things because there are a lot of different types of trust. Just remember, if you're, if you're trying to keep a nursing home from using any of your assets, whether it's your house or your money or whatever it is, it it means you're probably trying to qualify for Medicaid. And and generally speaking, people that are listening to this podcast are not really trying to to qualify for Medicaid because Medicaid is really designed for poor people. Um, And so is the is the care at a Medicaid facility as good as it is at a private facility that might cost you five or seven or eight thousand dollars a month? Probably not. Uh, so you just have to figure out what's best for you and what's best for your parents. And and I would tell you, you probably need to talk to a to a good um, attorney on this one ahead of time. Don't don't wait till things are, are get too far down the road. Talk to an attorney on that one. All right. Uh, how about this one, Lee? What other complications, if there are any, could the house create when you are working through that estate planning process? Well, outside of the couple of issues that we just talked about, one of the things that I do see from time to time is is what to do with a house when somebody passes away. And this can get pretty complicated, especially if there are several people involved. You know, if you've got no siblings and your parents pass away, uh, you get the house. It's it's pretty easy. But if there are multiple siblings involved or other people that have may have an interest in that house, they probably all have different ideas on what they want to do with the house once the original owner passes away. So, you know, maybe one, one person wants to sell it. Um, somebody wants to keep it for sentimental reasons. I see that all the time. And maybe there's somebody else that wants to let you know, another relative or a cousin move in because they can't, they can't afford anything else. So they're trying to help that, help that person out. So it can get messy pretty quickly. Um, another variable is, is what happens if the house is on family property and, and selling it to an outsider is really not a, an option. Who buys it? You know, what, what's the fair market and how, do, how do the contents get divvied up? So there's a lot of things that can come into play when you're talking about a house. And so I, I would tell you, boy, it sure does make a lot of sense to get everybody on the same page ahead of time so that when somebody is getting older and they're you know going through that natural process of aging and death is imminent, you know all that up front and, and people aren't left fighting when somebody passes away. 
All right, last thing I have on our list to go through with these common housing questions. So one thing that comes up quite a bit for retirees is whether or not they should utilize a reverse mortgage. Is this a good idea or a bad idea typically? Yeah, if you'd asked me this question 12 or 15 years ago, I, I probably would have told you that I thought, you know, a reverse mortgage would for most people be a bad idea. Now, I'd, I'd probably tell you that it's it could be a possible solution for for some people. Is it the best thing in the world? Probably not, but is it is it the devil? Uh, no, it's it's not the devil either. Um, you know, there's a bunch of different financial products that are out there, and I th- I think they're like people. You know, some of them have good reputations and some have bad reputations, but not all products are terrible all the time, and and not all of them are good all the time. So I think a reverse mortgage, when used in the right situation for the right person, it could be a decent option. Uh, really just for those who don't have any other options. I mean, if, if, if you have to have monthly, uh, monthly income and you don't have assets saved or, and you've got some equity in your house, you could possibly go ahead and tap into that equity. Think about it this way. When you die, when you pass away, somebody's going to get your house, whoever it is, it doesn't really matter. But chances are when, when, they get that house, they're going to sell it. And if there's a, a balance on the mortgage, the the proceeds of the sale are going to be used to pay off that, and then they'll get whatever's left over. So in the, the case of a reverse mortgage, whoever gets the house is just going to get less of the net proceeds because there's going to be some debt on that house. So if you've got no dependents, it's probably an easier decision than if you do have dependents. So if you if you do have dependents and and you really want to leave them something, there's probably a little bit more for you to consider. So now at the you know at the end of the day, Ben, it's, it's not the worst idea in the world. It could be something for you to consider. I don't do them, um, but you know we've had some people explore them before. Okay. Well, these are just some of the housing questions that come up from time to time inside the office of J.L. Perkins Wealth Management. You can find us online, myretirementclarity.com. And again, if you have any questions uh, beyond what we discussed today or, or kind of want to see if maybe some of these specific things apply to you, you can always schedule a meeting with Lee. Just visit talkwithlee.com too. And I know it's always a good time to remind people too that book offer that you have for people to listen as well, Lee. Yeah, we still have people order this book every single week. Uh, it's a book we wrote about how to um, protect yourself from what we call the ticking tax time bomb that that exists inside of our IRAs and 401ks. So you can get a copy of that book by texting the word DEFUSE, D-E-F-U-S-E, to 478-475-2050. Again, 478-475-2050. Just give us your name. Uh, a good mailing address, and of course your email, and we'll make sure we get that right out to you at no at no cost. Yeah, we know that uh, the house is a big part of the retirement plan. Well, so are taxes. So you definitely want to take any steps yeah. you can to prepare for that, and this book is a great opportunity to do so. All right, Lee, I want to close out this episode of My Retirement Clarity with a little quote. Uh, I think this is a, a fun one, and uh, I thought I'd throw it out here before we get out today. So this one came from Abe Lemons. He said, the trouble with retirement is that you never get a day off. Yeah, isn't this a problem we'd all like to have? Uh, Of course, it seems very appealing to a lot of people. And I would tell you, time affluence in retirement is one of the things that that people sometimes really have to make plans for because the ability in retirement to do what you want to do whenever you want to do it, boy, sure sounds like a lot of fun to me. 
Yeah, it does. It does indeed. Well, we appreciate you listening to this episode of My Retirement Clarity. Again, you can find Lee Perkins and his office over there at JL Perkins Wealth Management online at MyRetirementClarity.com. And if you ever want to schedule a meeting with Lee, it's very simple. Just visit TalkWithLee.com. Again, TalkWithLee.com. All right, we're getting out of here, Lee. I appreciate the time as always, and we'll talk to you again in a couple weeks. Thanks, Ben. See you next time. Investment advisory services are offered by JL Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.